Welcome to the Constructing Greatness Podcast, where I will be sharing real stories with inspiring tradesmen and many other driven and passionate leaders in construction and various other industries. I'm your host, Nicholas Ofak, and I've been in the construction business since 1996 as a construction manager and have worked for some of the largest builders in the United States. I'm now a business owner entrepreneur, and partner in a firm where we've successfully managed to be listed on the Inc. 5000, America's fastest growing private companies, three years in a row. The main purpose of this podcast is to inspire and create awareness about the value of working in the trades and to educate about the great benefits and rewarding opportunities it can create. Are you ready to take this fun journey with me? Let's do it. For the past eight years, RDL Construction LLC has been servicing the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland markets, specializing in the installation of exterior and interior metal framing, drywall, acoustical ceilings, doors, and hardware, along with bathroom accessories and FRP. Check them out. Their website is RDL Construction LLC. Today's guest is actually my first licensed professional engineer, also known in the business as a PE. If you ever see a PE behind someone's name, that means professional engineer. And he happens to be a civil professional engineer and licensed in Delaware. Let me introduce him. Gregory Finkel, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. I was looking forward to this, and I, I want to give a shout out to uh, your business development, Jamie, for connecting us. And I think that uh, we probably connected in the past. Your name definitely seems familiar. I worked with your previous employer, which was Master Locators, which we're going to get into for many, many, many years. Does my name sound familiar to you at all? Or uh, your company does absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, between there and here, I mean, I've worked with tens of thousands of companies and clients, so I apologize if, you know, if it escapes me. But I have one of those names, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty memorable for some obvious reasons. Ace Ventura, but yeah, I, you know. Got it. I've been using Master Locators, like I said, for a while, and I'm sure that I've, I, I know I've seen it in emails or, or, or something. But let's actually go back to, well, let's first say that you are the principal and owner of Trinity's Subsurface Engineering, LLC. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into how you got to there. And it's a pretty neat, you know, history from what I, what I've seen. And you're going to, you're going to talk about it more than I, but first the early years, you started working at 14 years old, your parents were friends of an of extermination company that you started out. You want to talk a little bit about that and then how you got into the whole grass cutting thing, which is, which is neat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I started young, you know, I always wanted to make money. You know, I always wanted to stay busy. I wasn't somebody that stood inside and, you know, just watch TV or anything like that. And um, one day my mom said, Hey, um, and the gentleman's name escapes me now, but he's, he needs help doing some exterminating. And I was like, all right, sounds good. You know, so I jumped on board. And uh, next thing I know, I'm holding like an 80 pound hammer drill in a basement, this scrawny little 14 year old kid drilling holes. And, um, but it was cool. Yeah. He brought lunch. He paid me cash under the table. I went home with money in my pocket. And that's when I really started, you know, enjoying being paid for doing something and, and accomplishing something. Uh, and then shortly after that, there was a doctor's office that had a couple of rental properties, needed his grass cut. 
but he didn't have a lawnmower. So I would load up the lawnmower in the back of the car, drive over to his, his place and cut some grass on the weekends. And he paid me 50 bucks for like three lots, which were it's city lots, you know? So it was, it was great money. And then I was just hooked, you know, worked through college and then, you know, hustled ever since. I love it. And you went to, you said college, you went to Delaware University. And that's where you got your civil engineering degree. What did you think about that that degree? Like, was it challenging for you? Because I, I have the same degree. Like, talk about the challenge a little bit. I'm just curious. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I originally wanted to be an architect. And I applied to University of Miami. And Delaware, University of Delaware is my safety school. But I never heard from Miami until after I made my deposit into Delaware. But yeah, I mean, I like to tell people, you know, when you think of an engineer, sometimes you think of someone that, you know, is really smart, but kind of socially awkward, right? Well, I like to say I'm not a great engineer, but I'm a pretty outgoing person. I can relate. I can relate. exactly, right, right. (laughs) So, you know, I really kind of struggled through school. I mean, high school came kind of easy for me. So when I got into college, you know, it was a little different because, you know, I really had to apply myself. I had to show up. You know, and I had a great time in college. I mean, I lived on Skid Row. If you're familiar with University of Delaware, you know, so we had a lot of fun. And, you know, I ended up going a little longer than four years to get it all done, you know, but I got it done and powered through. And uh, here we are. Yeah, man. I say I'm a little different where high school, I was a late bloomer. So it was later in high school for me where I start to get it a little bit. And then, you know, college was, it still was challenging, the engineering path, but I wanted to be an architect as well which I have a degree in and then shifted over to civil engineering, but then quickly realized that I wanted to be building things. And so you continued with the engineering path. You went and got your P talk about that process of getting your professional engineer license for people that may be interested. Yeah, absolutely. So once, you know, once you graduate or towards the end of graduating, you can sit for the FE, the fundamentals of engineering exam. And if I recall, it's an eight-hour exam that you take, and it's you do engineering generic, and then you do something more towards your your focus, whether it's civil, environmental, trans, uh, transportation, et cetera. And then you have to work under a PE for four years to be able to sit for the PE exam. Now, I actually did not work under a licensed PE, but I worked under an engineer that had had a lot of experience and had a background. And I was able to get that, um, there's a loophole where it says a PE or so, someone similarly qualified. So he, uh, he helped me out. He, um, you know, filled out his, uh, his resume and his experience and sent that in and the board approved it. So I was able to sit for the PE exam. I actually missed the first PE exam I signed up for because I broke my hand like the day before. So, and you only get to take it three times, I think. So um, I had, I missed it, couldn't get my money back, you know, and I was nervous because now what happens if I take it and I don't pass, right? So, but since I missed it, I studied for that whole year, you know, so I got a year plus of studying, took all the classes on how to take the tests, not just the material. And when I walked in, I was pretty comfortable. So I was the guy that walks in with the box of books and the box falls apart as soon as I'm walking in, right? So I'm like, man, this is off to a bad start. And then you see those poor structural guys, they got an eight foot table for their books. So I'm walking in seeing these guys with an eight foot table, my box is falling apart. And I'm just like, ah, it is what it is. Here we go. Let's, let's dive in. But I took it. I was pretty comfortable. You know, obviously you don't know. And then finally the day came where, you know, they said, congratulations, you passed the tests and, you know, threw a big party and yes. Did you study a lot for it? 
Oh yeah. At least yeah. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Here, you know, and I, and I did the thing where, you know, I looked, I went through the practice and I was like, all right, here's what I'm good at. Let me focus on that. I spent a little bit of time on the stuff I wasn't good at and, um, you know, just followed all the recommendations and luckily there's plenty of resources out there to really help. Yep. Now, when did you get your PE exactly? When was that? I believe it was 2015 or 16 when I got it. Yeah. So it was a little later and I'm, and I'm looking at your timeline here and, you know, you graduated the University of Delaware in 2007. And what did you do between 2007 and 2010? So I, I finally graduated in 2010 is when I, I went part time after 2007. And um, at that point, I was actually working at country clubs. So I, during college, I worked as a busboy, a waiter, and then finally uh, a manager at a city club in Wilmington. And then I worked at the Kennett Country Club. And it was actually one of my dreams at the time. I wanted to be the guy running around on a golf cart, spitting out orders to everybody. And I checked that box off, you know, which was kind of cool. And then finally in 2010 is when I entered, you know, the actual workforce and, and started up at Master Locators. Yep. And that's what we're going to get into. So you were at Master Locators for a couple years as an engineer. And then you quickly transitioned into the engineer and operation manager. And you and you did that for well over five years. Talk about that transition and just the responsibility and, and you know, a little bit about that. Okay. You know, I started at Master Locators and it was a pretty small company at the time in 2010. We were working out of a uh, construction trailer, you know, and it was mostly family at that point with one other office person. And um, up until that point, you know, I started kind of looking for a job right after 2008 when the, the financial recession hit. So there weren't any jobs out there. So I was pretty fortunate to get a call back from Master Locators and one other company out of New Jersey. And I was real excited about the opportunity with Master Locators, but I couldn't get the actual offer letter. So eventually I took another job and then I called up Kyle, my boss and my boss now, you know, at the time of Mass Locators and said, Hey, I'd really like to work for you guys. You know, it seemed like a great opportunity. You know, it seemed like there was a lot of good synergy. You know, if there's any way you could let me know that I'll rescind my acceptance of this other offer. So he called me Sunday night, said, yeah, we'd like to make you an offer. You know, we're not sure what you're going to pay you, what we're going to have you do, but if you want, come on in tomorrow and we'll figure it out. So I called up the other guy. I was like, hey, I got to rescind my acceptance. You know, I got this other offer, went in. And for two years, basically worked in the field to kind of learn all the different, all the different uh, services. And then I think finally they kind of saw that I was getting a little, uh, little done of being in the field, you know, wanted some more responsibility. So they brought me in to work in the office and basically do some R&D. And that's where I kind of started as an engineer doing research looking into the equipment, learning how it all works, you know, take it apart, put it back together and managing projects. That was my biggest kind of engineering aspect was really managing these projects and making sure that the deliverable, which was an engineering deliverable was, was sufficient. So then I was, I was working there. I worked right next to one of the owners, Steve Sereca, you know, all the guys were, were awesome. I loved working in the office with them. So then Eventually, and at that point, one of the other owners was doing all of the operations, you know, all the day-to-day -day logistics. And back then, we had a file folder for every job. So we would, you know, take a folder, look at the job details, put it on the board, try to figure out who was going to do it, who had the skills. Then when the job was done, we had to move the folder, make sure the client got the deliverable, then make sure it got billed. And um, eventually, they wanted to have someone else do it. 
So they brought someone else in to attempt it. But if you've ever been in that operations role, you know it takes a certain mindset to be able to juggle all the logistics of operations. So the guy they brought in didn't really like it after he had done it for a while and had strengths that were, you know, I mean, he was, he went in to do HR and benefits and he just was stellar and all that. So they gave me the opportunity. I said, hey, what do you think about being the operations manager? I had no idea what it was, no idea what the job took, but I was fairly certain it came with a race. So I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Let's, let's take it on. And I had saw Gus, which was one of the owners, uh, do it, you know, and, and how successful he was at doing it and um, kind of watched him and, you know, learned from him. I mean, they, all three of the owners were, were a mentor to me at some point, uh, Gus, Steve, and Kyle. And I really learned a lot from them and then put my own spin on it, you know, and I learned a lot along the way, you know, which is a real blessing, you know, to have guys that own a company let you learn on, on their time, you know, and with their baby. And I just loved it. I loved solving the problems. You know, yeah. if someone called, I was never afraid to give my answer. You know, I was never hesitant at what the, what the fallout was. And I just really took to it and, and just excelled with it. And I had a blast every day. And that is engineering. That's pro- it's problem solving, right? I mean, and, and operations to talk a little bit more about that is you're dealing with people, but yet you are still also being a problem solver. And I don't know you, but it certainly seems like you're really good with your people and, and you know how to communicate. And uh, that's being operations, in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely a big part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And for people that don't know what Trinity Subsurface does and or master locators, they do a variety of things. It's private utility locating. It's concrete inspection services, which is concrete scanning, concrete analysis, Video pipe inspection push cameras, video pipe inspection robotic cameras, video pipe inspection lateral launch, hydro jetting and debris removal, sectional point repair services, cured in place pipe repair, leak locating. I mean, and these are pipe sizes that could be what? I mean, you tell me 10 to 84 inches in diameter, like sizable piping that you guys, you know, service and your big clients are going to be GCs and who else? Name, name your other clientele that, that you do business with. Oh, yeah. I mean, any, anyone that does anything in the ground, we work for. I mean, we work for the government. We work for military. We work for pharmaceuticals. We work for universities. We work for plumbers. You know, we yes, work for homeowners. You certainly do. Yep. Yeah, we work for everybody. I mean, it's the one, one of the things I love about this industry is I've got to see the infrastructure of this country that most people don't even know exists. You know, I've been in those pipes. I've been in the city of Philadelphia, brick line sewers that are 30 feet down. You know, I've seen power plants. I've seen prisons. You know, I've seen military bases. You know, we've done work at NASA and, you know, the White House and all. You know, it's just the places I've seen in this industry is probably one of the huge, biggest perks about working here is, you know, and the problems. You know, we're working below the surface, right? So there's no clear cut answer to most of our problems. So we really get to kind of think outside the box and solve the issues that a lot of people don't even know they have. Now, before I get into where you're at and what you're doing there and and just how that all came about, when you first knew you were going to take that leap, and uh, we'll talk in detail on, on how you that came about, but I'm just curious how, when you told your bosses at Master Locators that you were going to do whatever, you know, however you presented that. Talk about how you presented it and how they took what your plan, of course, in action was going to be. So they, I think, I think they had known that I wanted more. 
I kind of have had expressed it to him. We had talked about it. And, um, you know, we'd even mentioned, you know, an equity stake in, at the company. And, you know, it just, it got to the point where I got to a point where I didn't want to look back after 10 years of potentially working for someone else and saying, I wish I had tried it. You know, I, I'd much rather try and fail and know that I tried and come back and be like, man, if only, if only, you know? So I actually, I actually quit twice. Yeah. So I, uh, I was going to go out on my own and bootstrap it and, um, went in, I told him I was leaving and, you know, they asked me to reconsider and give it some time and, and they came up with some options. And during that time, I found out my wife was pregnant with our third daughter. So I kind of, uh, just took what they were willing to give me to stay at that point. Cause I was too nervous to leave. Yeah. And then eventually I ended up meeting my partner, Dave Geiger through my brother, Jeff is how I met Dave. And, um, you know, he, he backed me and he said, let's do it. You know? So I went into him and I, and I basically just said that I said, look, you know, I appreciate everything you've done for me. You know, you guys have done, st- I mean, and they did, you know, they, they really, I attribute most of everything that I have and have become to those three guys, Gus, Steve, and Kyle. And, you know, they were understanding, you know, there, there was a little nervousness, you know, because I did become a competitor. The nice thing about this industry is there's, there's so many people that need our services. There's still so many people that don't know our services exist. You know, they're digging blind. They're taking a chance, you know, and, you know, since day one, you know, our phone's been ringing off the hook and they've stayed busy and both of our companies continue to grow, you know? So I think there was a little nervousness early on, you know, but, but since then they've also merged with a larger firm. So they have other opportunities as well. And uh, I think there's been a couple of retirements, you know, so I think everybody's really come out on top. And, you know, once some time went by, I think all the nerves really eased and, and everybody just did their own thing. Yeah. And and like you said, in this business, it's so big and, and, and many industries, too. I mean, I look at it as overabundance. So there's there's so much work out there for for everybody. I don't look at it as competition anymore. I did. I did early on, you know, like I'm competing with my old employers or what have you. But no, nah, no, nah, it's it's develop relationships. It, there's a lot of work for everybody out there. And I don't look at it like that anymore. That's great. I was curious to know how you left and and how that relationship, how your relationships are with them currently. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I still stay in touch. You know, I stay in touch with a lot of people that I worked with, developed a lot of actual relationships. You know, we would hang out after work, you know, we would go to each other's houses. And like you said, you know, it's it's so much more beneficial to have friends in the industry versus enemies. You know, we borrowed each other's equipment, we've sucked out work to each other, you know. Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, there's so much work. There's really no need for any any bad blood. You know, it's just it's just better to to have those friends that you can turn to in time of need and know that it'll work out. You know. Yep, because I know a lot of people in the business they do take things personally, and I've and I've seen it time and time again. I mean, a lot of people I had on the interview on on the podcast who I've interviewed, you know, they left their employer and started their own thing, and I just love those stories, and I'm super happy for you and excited for your your future, which. People that don't, you know, are listening that don't know, we're only talking three plus years that you made that leap. And to give people perspective, you have over 40 employees or, or people that are part of your business and company. That's astounding in three years. I mean, that's impressive, man. And and uh, again, congrats. And And is there anything you would have done differently in the first three years? Oh, yeah. Tons of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know? So one of the things that I was never a, a big reader, you know, and then throughout, throughout 
Trinity, I started reading books and the value of education, you know, I mean, like we talked about college, right. But the value of education is just, is outstanding. You know, and I have people that I talk to now that want advice and I just give them a list of books, you know, and I keep, I keep a library of books to give away depending on what people you know are asking about. So yeah, I would say if, if there's anything you want to do, go spend some time reading about it, educating yourself. The one thing I did that I would recreate is I surrounded myself with really good people. I have an awesome partner. When I started, I brought someone on named Sean Warner that was crucial in our early development. Brian Holder, PJ Cosman, you know, and the team I have now, you know, and without those people around me and had I had that education, we'd probably be even further along, you know, but that's definitely the two biggest attributes to, to the success that we have here at Trinity. No, excellent. And, and it sounds like we have very similar paths, Greg. I mean, just, just as far as a lot of things you're saying, I was never a big, big reader, but I am now like, I'm, I'm more of an avid reader now than I ever was. And I wish I would have started earlier, you know, and, the books are there for a reason. They're there for a reason, right? It's somebody's experience in history. And if that's what you're interested in, why not read, you know, something that, that you're interested in and you're going to learn so much, so much quicker, right? And podcasts too. Podcasts is something that I've gotten into through the last three, four years. And you learn so much, just so many different perspectives. And there's just a lot of knowledge out there that we can all gain, you know? Hey guys, it's Nick. I have a short message from our sponsor, MPC Builders. With well over 40 years of combined construction-related experience in both the residential and commercial markets, MPC Builders services the New Jersey and Philadelphia metro areas. Check out our website at mpcbuilders.net or you can call me directly at 856-217-1750. And I'd be happy to answer any questions you have about your construction project. So you answered my question, which I had that, you know, how you met your partner was through your brother, you said, correct? And who was this gentleman? Is he still involved with the business? Yeah, so his, it's uh, Dave Geiger, um, originally of Horizon Services. And uh, so my brother was best friends with his son, Kyle, you know, and yeah, I kind of met Dave and I pitched him the idea you know, and then over lunch. And then we met a week later over breakfast and he shook my hand. He said, let's do it. What do you need? And that's pretty much how it's been ever since. You know, I mean, what a great mentor and friend, you know, and it's, you know, that's another part of of what I would say is success is the confidence that, you know, my partner has, you know, there's never a shred of doubt, you know, there's always that, well, maybe you should have done this a little different kind of thing. But, you know, it's just that confidence just gives you the ability to to take make the hard choices, you know, and, and go with your gut, you know, and, and and so far it's worked out. I love that. And, I'm, and I ask that for a reason, because, I mean, you're only three years out in the business. You, you know, you started with a partner, but that opportunity wouldn't have happened if you didn't put yourself out there. Right. And just just talking to people, your brother or however that came about on what you want to do and that opportunity present itself. And you jumped on, you jumped on. Yeah. Law of attraction, man. You know, I mean, you got to talk to people. You got to, you can't be afraid to share your thoughts, hopes, and dreams, you know, and you never know, you never know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that next thing you know, you get that phone call, you know, and, and you're on your way. Yeah, man. Love it. And I have to ask Trinity, the name, like why, how did that come about? 
So that it is faith based. So yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a real big follower, you know, Jesus Christ, and um, I actually, you know, pushed really hard to get that. And I tell you what, you know, I don't really have a preference where everybody anybody stands, but you, know, you ask anybody we work with, you know, I have people come in my office like, how are we going to do it? We got so much work. Da, 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 da. Like it'll work out, you know, and they all laugh because it has worked out every single day to this point. I love it. Yeah. Good stuff, man. And I see you're also a treasurer for Valley Brook Homeowners Association. Uh, I've golfed there quite a few times. Have you golfed the Valley Brook? No, no, I haven't. And I no longer on that. My uh, extracurriculars now, the big thing I'm a part of is uh, Caesar Riding Rotary. You know, where if anyone's familiar with the Rotary Clubs, I mean, we get great speakers in that, you know, really put themselves out there and serve the community. The other thing is ABC, Associated Builders and Contractors, another great organization, DCA. You know, there's, and, and that's another attribute, you know, especially in Delaware, right? You know, once you get a reputation, either good or bad, it will follow you. Yeah, so I'm, I've been real fortunate to work with a lot of great clients through those organizations. We hired our first BD person. And, you know, as she was going around introducing the company, she told me more people than ever. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm in Rotary with him. Oh, yeah, I'm in Rotary with him. You know, so getting involved, you know, and, and like you said, putting yourself out there is a great way to grow. Yes, especially for, for a young business, for sure. And uh, before I forget, congratulations on your 10th anniversary. Yeah, yeah. We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary this weekend. And uh, number four child is on the way. I have three daughters. We're not going to find out what this one is, you know, but uh, yeah, number four is on the way. Uh, you're not wasting any time. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> not a goal of mine, you know, so it's just setting goals, you know, something we didn't talk about, but that's a big part is setting those goals and, and seeing them come, come through. Yeah. No, I love it, man. And where do you think you're heading, you know, in terms of the company, do you see like massive growth? Do you like where you're at with the size? Talk a little bit about that. No, we're hungry. I mean, we, we're hungry. You know, I've surrounded myself with hungry people. You know, we have huge aspirations. You know, we do want to manage it. You know, we're, obviously quality is very important and safety in our industry. But like I said, I've been really fortunate to have great people, you know, in our circle. And uh, it's helped us to open an office in Texas recently. Uh, we're looking to open an office in Florida this year, you know, and then potentially California, Colorado, Boston next year. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we have huge aspirations. Our leadership team is working right now to really firm up our foundation, you know, with structures and goals and core values. And um, yeah, I mean, we're excited, you know, and it's a prime time for us in our industry. You know, during COVID, we grew, we, uh, we doubled in size. So, you know, we really think that we have the opportunity to, to shoot for the stars. Not too many people can say that, man. Congrats on that. That's been tough on many businesses, but it's interesting to see what businesses have thrived, you know, versus the businesses that that got crushed. Obviously, you know, the restaurant market, and and we know why. Are you looking to do more of a franchise with the expansion, or when you were you saying all these other states? No, I mean, what we've talked about is we've talked about empowering people to to really get control of their own destiny. So I don't think we're going to go down the franchise path, but we are looking for people to kind of start up their own territory. You know, so we're looking for a territory manager for Florida, you know, that it basically will be a startup. You know, we're going to look for someone to go sell, to do the work, you know, until they need another person. And that person will come in and work under them, you know, and then we'll empower that person to grow that market, you know, but we'll 
pay all the costs. We'll cover the insurance. We'll do the marketing. You know, we'll we'll take all the risk. You know, we just need someone to jump in and grow. What an opportunity for somebody, for the right person. That's fantastic. Have you ever heard of aeroponic gardening? It's the future of gardening, and it is here now. Developed by NASA and Epcot, This gardening system goes upright, so it takes up less space as well as 98% less water. It is dirtless and produces three times more fruits and vegetables at a 30% faster rate. If you're looking to change up the way you eat or want to try a gardening system that takes minimal effort, contact my old friend Tara at 717-433-4207 or check out for more information at T Sesek, that's T S A K S E K dot towergarden dot com. Your passions outside of work. You want to talk a little bit more about your passions? Yeah. So, I mean, right now, my, my biggest uh, passion is my kids. You know, I have three, three beautiful kids, and they keep us busy. You know, me and my wife, you know, especially with another one on the way, family's another big one. I mean, we're, we're still real big on Sunday dinner. We do it at least once a month, you know, and we have, I have three siblings and my parents that come over and our in-laws, you know, I mean, we, we, we'd like to have people over homemade wine making. And I only say it because it's season right now. So we're going to be making wine come here in October uh, and community. You know, so I'm, I'm actually at a new church, but I'm trying to get my, myself more involved there. It's a real big uh, reason I started with Rotary because they're a great organization for service and then outdoors. You know, I I love to get out and camp, you know, hunt when I can, golf when I can, you know, fish, you know, with three kids. It's a great opportunity to either take them and teach them or to get some time alone. You know, so anything I can do outside is is definitely another passion of mine. Excellent, Greg. I love love, uh, many things that you uh, just described. So you know a little bit about this podcast, if someone wants to get into what we do, you know, our business, construction and or engineering, just give some advice on just following your heart, following your passion and, you know, what what you did. If, if someone wants to take that leap of faith, is scared for whatever reason, like what would the steps be? Just give your advice on on what steps and, and you know, how to just just do it. So before I get into that, let me tell you this story because it'll help elaborate a little bit. Before I met my partner and had had the opportunity, my wife was working as a technician at a hospital and she wanted to start staying home with our kids. So we had budgeted for her to go to from full time to just on call. And we said, all right, if you get called in 10 times a month, you know, then we can make it, you know, I met my partner and I quit my full time job. So on June 1st, 2018, on the same day, we both walked away from our full-time jobs and had no guarantees wow. of income. Yeah. Wow. So we just, we just <laughs> threw it in there. You know, we landed, landed in the, you know, the, and burned the ships. Was she all in right away or like? No, like, neither one of us was, you know, <laughs> I mean, there was huge butterflies, you know, but, um, you know, but like there was, you know, there was the, the faith of our family, you know, our faith and our God and the passion, you know, and, you know, for people listening, you're probably saying, yeah, it's easy for you to say, you know, but I tell you what, it wasn't easy, but, but if you're passionate and you work hard, and like you said, if you let people know, you know, when you start small, whatever it is, you will be successful. You know, like there's, there's no doubt about it. You know, last year was, like you said, it was a hard time for a lot of industries, 
But up until that point, they were successful, you know, especially if they followed their passion. If it's your passion, if you go after money, then I, I don't know what to tell you, you know, but if you're going after your passion, then other people will see that and they will want to work with you. You will attract other people. So that's the thing that really makes the difference is going after your passion and you'll work hard for it. You know, you won't take no for an answer. You know, I mean, we did this one job, Nick, where the client asked us for a price. We were like, okay. And it was me and Sean. We didn't have any other jobs. We we're like, let's go look at the job. You know, so we went and looked at it. We called the guy. We're like, hey, we're on site. You can't we just do this job. You know, basically forced them to let us do the job. You know, and we just, we weren't taking no. But, uh, but that's my advice. You know, I mean, maybe it starts off as a part-time. You know, I had a guy in my office that started um, doing junk removal and hauling. And he's passionate about it. You know, he's learning. He's getting out there. He's networking. You know, and next thing you know, he's got a full book. You know, so I'm dreading the day he tells me he doesn't need Trinity anymore. You know, he's a great guy, but, you know, I'm excited for him, you know, and like I said, it's easy, probably easy for, to hear me say it, but you just got to jump in and, and take that leap and, and watch what happens. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said and, and, and it's attitude. It's, you know, showing that passion, but it's, it's just the energy too. Like I just, like whenever you meet those kind of people, like me, it's more subcontractors. I can see who's passionate about what they're doing versus the ones that aren't, you know, down to the workers. And that's the kind of people that I want on this podcast. And you are a perfect example of that. You know, your journey, man, thank you for sharing. I feel like I, I've known you, man, for a while now, but I, I look forward to getting to know you even more. Thank you again for being a part of the uh, podcast journey. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Sounds like we got a lot of common, man. So we probably could share some more stories and uh, you know, really get a kick out of it. Yeah, I'm going to have you back on and, and probably in a couple of years when you start growing in, where'd you say, Colorado, Texas, all those other states and uh, share your journey, man, with us again. Right, Appreciate well, it. Sounds good. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, man. And thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Constructing Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at nicholasofac at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.